guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And before we get started, I have a little ASMR for you guys. I was waiting to pour my glass of wine until I started recording because I thought it would sound cool. So here we go. Okay. I only got one shot of this. My wine of choice this evening, if you're curious, is Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Um, 2018. Uh, this is still the gift that I got from my coworkers at L'Oreal. They sent me, or sent me, LOL. They gave this to me with their own hands. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still drinking that. Um, I believe I was also drinking this last week or the week before. But a follower said that I should start getting into the habit of telling you guys exactly what wine I'm drinking, drinking each week. So here I am um, telling you what wine I'm drinking. Uh, yeah, so anyway... Uh, a lot of updates for you guys, of course. I just got back from London, as you know. Um, I discussed this last week, how I was going to London. Also, if you hear any, like, weird noises during this episode and all future episodes this winter, it's my heat kicking on and kicking off. And it, like, quite literally kicks. There's, like, a kick noise when it turns on and off. So... Uh, for my sake and sanity, please don't make me turn it off because I will freeze. I will be a popsicle and no one likes that. No one wants to date a popsicle. So for my sake, let's just keep it on. So yeah, um, this wine is making me really crave cheese, like really crave it, but I'm trying to not, well, I almost just spilled it everywhere. I'm trying to not eat cheese or like a lot of cheese until next week because I'm hosting a Friendsgiving at my apartment. Um, I still don't have a coffee table, which is going to be an issue. So I need to like figure that out or make a makeshift coffee table. It's like a random thought, but I am making a cheese board, like an epic cheese board that I plan on like having it cover my entire, um, I, what would you call it? I guess it's not an Island, but like I have this, this skinny looking kind of, um, countertop thing that I guess kind of looks like an island so I want to like cover it in a cheese board with like all sorts of things um, I'm inviting all my friends over of course and we're just gonna each bring a dish you know how it goes and just hang out before we all go home for the holiday so um, yeah I'm trying to not eat cheese until then but I know I'm gonna cave and I'm just gonna crack because I I love like that's the one thing well okay not the one thing but it's a very major thing that is keeping me back from being vegan like well, that and I love steak and chicken and a lot of other things that are uh, animal-based, but I just cheese is just the one non-negotiable for me. Like I feel like I could cut out meat if I have to, and like I feel like when I'm I have a baby or like I'm pregnant, I think you're supposed to like cut out a lot of meat, so that's gonna happen anyway. But cheese is the one thing I just simply can't part with. Like I just. I, Wow, I just can't. Um, anyway, but yeah, whenever I pour myself a glass of wine, especially like a crisp white Sauvignon Blanc, I'm like, where is the cheese? Give me the dairy. <laughs> so anyway, I digress. Um, I just got back from London. Uh, I ate a lot of cheese there, so related kind of. Uh, London was insane. It was exactly what I'd expect. Um, I'm actually looking up right now above me. I have this, if you've seen photos of my apartment, I have this um, kind of it's like this board it's a wire board from ikea it's gold and i have all these photos just like little um paper clip no what are those things called the little clampy ones that aren't like paper clips but you know like they, they clamp down they're like like that um i have a bunch of those holding up pictures above and i just have all of these little um we did a lot a lot of photo booths when we were in london there's a lot of photo booths I feel like there's a lot of photo booths in New York too, but like I just don't notice them because I'm not like visiting, but there were so many. So we did three different ones and they're all above me and I'm looking at them right now and I, my mouth is wide open in all of them because I was just dying laughing, uh, which is a telltale sign of a good time, of course, but, or just a lot of martinis, which 
same thing. But yeah, so London was insane. It was just quite a trip. I feel like I love traveling and I love trying new places and being in new situations and, you know, all sorts of things related to that. But also I forget how exhausting traveling is, especially when there's a time change involved. It's just the most exhausting but most exhilarating, just great time, but it's exhausting. So, you know, we were trying so hard to stay awake and like, not waste any of the day and so I completely yesterday I just crashed like I could not do anything remotely productive because I was exhausted from the trip but we did a lot of fun things I'm actually putting out a vlog um, of my experiences because I vlogged the whole time much to my friend's dismay because they're getting better to be honest but they're still a little bit hesitant about being on the vlog especially when they have no makeup on at the airport which I was putting the camera full on in their faces uh before they'd even had their coffee yet and it was just you know I was trying my best to get all the content um and they're gonna thank me for it once they see it and are like wow I can remember this trip forever but in the moment they're always like oh Katie and her camera again and I like got in trouble a few times for like taking pictures of things or videos of things I shouldn't be you know whatever that's you know a day in the life of someone who's been on YouTube since 2009 so I'm used to it Anyway, so a vlog is coming of every little detail and things I did, but the main, I mean, the main thing of the trip or the main goal was to spend time with my friend Iria that we never see, so it was good spending time with her. We went to so many amazing restaurants, too. We had the most amazing, I feel like the one thing, if you're going to go to London and visit, like I did, the one place that you, like, absolutely need to go is Dishoom. It's spelled D-I-S-H-O-O-M, and it's the most amazing Indian food place like uh, just it was so great I'm not usually a huge Indian food person but it was just incredible so yeah highly recommend anyway so yeah London was wonderful um it definitely like I said last week it opened a lot of a lot of doors in my in my mind I feel like a lot of things I was like wait a second like I am feeling some type of way about this certain thing and I didn't know that I was feeling that sort of way you know so Obviously, I'm back uh, with some a lot of material, a lot of things to talk about tonight. And the main one or the main just topic I'm going to delve into, to be honest, isn't at all related to London, but it's related to things that are related to London, aka just all of the freaking hot men. Wow, guys, like there's something about like, yeah, a guy can be hot and like be attractive and whatnot, but throw a British accent on top of that and like put a fork in me. I'm done. Okay, I'm also embarrassed I just said that phrase because my grandma says that and she's like 80, but whatever. I guess I'm slowly just turning into my grandma, which is a terrifying thought because she is just horrendous with social media. She's one of those people that will accidentally share my friend's posts on her feed that I'm tagged in instead of comment. Whatever. I digress. So anyway, yes, the London men were dashing. They, you know, gave me a lot to think about. The number of them that were hitting on me and that were, you know, being super flirtatious in like the most amazing way in the sense that, for example, my friend actually was talking to this guy in a club that we were at. Um, We went to this club called The Box, uh, which is something that, well, it exists in New York as well, but the one in New York is a lot 
less raunchy and crazy. The one in London is like a live sex show. It's an, actually a sex show on stage, basically. And as the night goes on, it gets more and more crazy. So we were at that, of course, because, you know, when in London we go. So we were there. She ran into this, or not ran into, she didn't know who he was. She met this guy um, at a table and he was like, hey, like, you know, do you want to go for a walk in the park tomorrow? Of course, with this fabulous British accent that I'm really bad at replicating British accents. And she was like, a walk in the park? Like, you don't just want to like go hook up or something? Like, walk in the park? That is the most like unexpected thing to come out of a guy's mouth. And, you know, it's kind of sad that that's unexpected. I feel like that should be something that's a little more normal. But if someone asked me to go on a walk in the park, I would assume they're trying to abduct me. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, that's honestly what I would assume. So anyway, uh, gave me a lot to think about the number of really attractive, well-dressed, well-mannered guys that were hitting on me in London. I'm like, why on earth do I have to live in New York? Um, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. We are in our own uh, bubble here in New York where guys are just ridiculous until they are like 35 and then they're too old. <sighs> whatever. <laughs> so, you know, in the, that grain, tonight we're going to be talking about liking people. And, you know, this comes at an interesting time or like obviously all my episodes have to do with what I'm currently going through. I am getting into the, the point in a talking relationship I guess, or like a talking, you know how people say like, oh, they're talking, like that's kind of what I'm doing with someone right now. And I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to develop those little feels where you're like, I think I like like them, <laughs> but I don't know yet, you know, and that got me to thinking of just every other time I've ever like liked someone. And I say like like because Love is just like a terrifyingly huge word that I just don't even just I'm not even touching that tonight. Tonight is about like liking and you know, put yourself back in your elementary school, middle school, like before you even knew what a vibrator was, shoes, and think about the first time you were talking about like, oh, I like like him. Because of course, saying like, oh, I like him is a different whole different ball ball game, whole different, you know, universe as compared to like liking someone like I remember how it's just so innocent and cute when I think about me talking about people I like like and I just have this very you know when you have like just very vivid memories of certain like locations in your youth like places you used to go or just like something very specific like I have a very vivid image of my friend's basement and whenever I think of my childhood of, you know, elementary school and beyond into middle school, I think about us huddled down in this basement. And she had an unfinished basement. I remember it so clearly. It smelled very strange down there. And we would always sit down there, you know, to escape our parents. Like our parents would be upstairs, like hanging out, whatever. And we'd go over to play, of course, because everyone was like, oh, you know, can you play? That was what we asked you know, instead of like, oh, can you hang out? Like, no, that was way too, you know, high school. It's like, oh, can you play? Because at that point in time, you still had time to play and still had the means to play. Anyway, so we were in this basement and we would always go down there when we had, you know, secrets to tell and when we had things we didn't want our parents to hear. And, you know, our dirty secrets consisted of like just very obviously innocent things. And I remember my one friend, Abby, having this crush because she was one year older than us. So of course, like me and my other friends, we were all like the same age and she was one year older. So of course she was like much more mature and she always made all the decisions because she's one whole year, 12 months earlier. Wow. <laughs> Love you, Abby, if you're listening to this. So she had this crush on one of our other neighbors who I think is actually gay now. So, or not now, but he came out. 
We're pretty sure. Anyway, so he lived three houses down. And I remember her just, you know, talking about how she's like, I like like him. And I didn't quite understand what that meant. This was elementary school, probably like fourth grade. I'm like, you like like him? And I'm like, do you love him? Because that's like, you know, from every Disney movie I'd ever seen, that was what I thought was the way you're supposed to talk about people that you, you know, have those feelings for. And she's like, no, I like like him. And I'm like, wait, is like like more than love? And it just like shattered my mind. And she was trying to explain to me like what it means to like like someone. And so that was like my first you know exposure to the concept of liking someone and of course from that point on I would you know find myself fantasizing over every prepubescent boy that crossed my path and I even invented like make-believe music videos in my head like I would hear a song like break even by the script that was like the ultimate music video song for me in my head and I would just invent these like really you know tragic stories of me like loving someone and like I just yeah the one missing piece was I just couldn't find anyone to love me and that I couldn't find anyone to actually fulfill my music video fantasy (laughs) and honestly I'm kind of glad now looking back um, because I feel like obviously as we know a lot of high school boys are horny out of their minds and that's all they want they just want to get laid so I kind of dodged a bullet there not having like many major crushes in high school slash ones that lasted past high school so Anyway, um, we're going to be talking about like liking tonight, of course. I actually put on my story tonight um, that very iconic scene from Sex and the City. Um, It's not like the most iconic, but it's one that's always ingrained in my mind. It's when Carrie goes, she's like, I really like him. Imagine what that does to a girl. Wait, is that it verbatim? I'm going to look and make sure. Yeah, I really like him. Imagine what that does to a girl. And I'm looking at her hair. You can usually tell what season it is based on her haircut um, and style. There are certain seasons where I'm like, Carrie, what the heck were you thinking? Um, But this looks like season five. So I think it is, or maybe six. I think it's, this is about Petrovsky, who isn't my favorite. Um, He's not my least favorite. Berger is my least favorite by far. I think he's everyone's least favorite. Um, But nonetheless, she's talking about this guy, one of the various men that she dates throughout the show, saying, I really like him. Imagine what that does to a girl. And this is always how, whenever I'm in any sort of like flirtationship or situationship, that's a new word I heard today that I'd never heard before. Someone actually DM'd me saying, can you talk about situationships? And I'm like, am I that out of touch with just I don't know Gen Z things that I I'm literally a Gen Z I'm just saying like there's just new words that pop up out of nowhere and I don't know uh, what they mean there's all these TikTok words my sister has to tell me about that I don't know anyway situationship which I recently found out is actually it was popularized on Love Island if you guys see that show or watch that my friends are obsessed with it I've seen a few episodes um it's basically about how you know people who don't want to be in a relationship, they just want to be, I'm reading this from this girl's message, um, they just want to be in a situation that makes them feel good and it doesn't benefit either person. A situationship is technically where you are dating but not making it official, you're just being dragged along. Um, which sounds like every relationship I've ever been in. So great, good to put a word to the situation now, situationship. Um, but every time I'm in one of these you know, relationship situationships, instead of feeling, you know, sensations of bliss and excitement and warm fuzzies, I feel like it just affects me in the complete opposite way. Like I feel terror and like, I'm, I'm like actually shook by it 
to the point where I feel like it's like traumatic. Um, It's like a trauma, honestly. I think that like any other major trauma, it feels like kind of any situationship or relationship, like one of those impending ones that you can feel it coming. It's kind of a trauma because, well, for me, of course, it's this is very sad to say, but I feel like for anything similar to this, it always just ends. I'm almost kind of bracing myself knowing it's not going to go well or just kind of giving myself very low expectations or setting very low expectations just in case it does, which is really sad and it should be exciting when you feel like something new is starting and fresh and whatever. But for me, it feels like, you know, an impending doom or kind of like I'm relinquishing my power. I feel like when you're involved with someone else, to some extent, it kind of, it makes you give up some power, which I think is a good thing, you know, because you're, you're you're not because I'm so independent to the to a fault where I just call all the shots in my life and I of course I have room for my friends and my family but for the most part you know I I, it's my way or the highway in a lot of things especially living alone I've made all my design choices here and like I've like done a lot of things on my own and so it's just it's it's very much relinquishing power which is scary and I actually wrote down some other little thoughts because you guys submitted I asked you guys um about that sex in the city little I wouldn't call it a meme I guess it's just like a quote (laughs) you know that like that scene that I said um and you know when you see that what do you think so when you see Carrie saying I really like him imagine what that does to a girl what's your first thought and the results to that like what you guys said were just you know it, it confirms everything that I've ever thought about like liking someone And I really wish I should share all these, to be honest, because it's one of those things where I forget that you guys don't have visibility to everyone else's thoughts like this. And it's my job to share with you guys that you're not crazy because all of these other people, you know, perfectly normal people feel the same way and think the same way. And so something that someone said was very similar to what I just said about relinquishing power. She said, you know, liking someone and them having that little bit of control over you, which is true. And I think it's to the extent where it's when you're in that very very fresh very very premature phase of texting someone that you like or snapchatting them on the reg or just occasionally seeing them for drinks and whatnot it's almost like there's this waiting game there's this there's push and pull where you're 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 texting you're kind of you know the exchanges of like they send something you send something they send something and then they you know you send something and then they don't respond and you're like holy shit what I do to fuck this up and like you think it's your fault and it's all on you and like you overthink everything to every you know little minuscule detail and then you ask your friends what they think and if they think that they like you and all of this stuff and it's just a crazy mind game until you finally get the text back from them and you're like okay thank god you know and I hate living like that (laughs) truthfully I really hate it and so when it starts you know creeping in that I'm starting to like someone I'm like well shoot I better run because this is just gonna go poorly and make me feel insecure and make me go crazy I really honestly hate how I feel when I'm unsure about how they feel about me. It's it's really just something I quite frankly don't have time for. So I'm in the phase where I get scared when I start developing feelings because I worry that it will just mess with what I have going, if that makes sense. So, you know, what I'm doing right now, how I'm living, how I am, I'm really happy with this person, so I don't want it to change. And for me to go crazy over this person that I don't even know if they care about me. You know, I don't even know if they like me back. I don't know 
any of those number of things so that is like the major anxiety that I feel surrounding like liking someone but I also you know a bunch of you guys brought up other points and things that you think about like the first thing that you think about when you start like liking someone someone said do I meet their typical standards of who they typically date and this makes me think about you know they're just the general comparison that we all do when we are seeing someone new we always compare ourselves and just relentlessly creep to find out what their ex-girlfriend looks like and you know do we look like her is she skinnier than me like we compare ourselves that way and then she also said um what would his friends say about me or you know for me it's like I picture myself walking into a room of all of his friends you know when he's introducing me if he ever introduces me to his friends because that's a very big you know it's a big step and I'm one of those crazy people that you know when I leave the room I'm like okay what do his you know friends think of me what are they saying about me when I'm not here and like you know what would his especially like if he has girlfriends like what would they say about me are they going to give their stamp of approval because I feel like a guy's girlfriend's rating you as a you know a girl in his life that's the biggest stamp of approval that you need especially like if he is a sister that is the biggest one and I just I overthink overanalyze I you know for me all of my biggest insecurities just come to a head and come out to play when I am considering liking someone (laughs) when I you know my brain is doing that like it's like uh in that one episode of Spongebob where he's I think I've actually mentioned this before where you know, there's a million little Spongebobs in his head that are running around, like, the whole place is on fire, and they, like, can't find something. I don't know what they're looking for in there, but, like, that's what I feel like when I'm starting to like, like, someone, like, my head is exploding. Have you seen that one emoji where it's, like, that head explosion? That's what I feel like, because I'm, like, thinking about all these things and all the ways it can go wrong, and, like, truthfully, like, my life would just be a lot less complicated if I just didn't even meet this person you know and that's how I feel and yeah it becomes more work than it is you know than is necessary or that is just what's the point of this what's the point of all this work and so yeah I feel like a lot of us feel this way and we just don't even want to articulate it to more than just our close circle because we don't want to be thought of as crazy so here I am taking a bullet telling you you're not crazy but I guess you know any guy that I've ever seen ever that is listening to this is like well it all makes sense now So I'm going to take a quick little break to introduce one of tonight's sponsors. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Lola. As you guys know, I love Lola. I use them every single month. I'm subscribed to their services. I love them very much. Lola is a female-founded company that offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. And the founders started the company with a simple and extremely obvious message in mind that women should not have to compromise when it comes to their feminine care products. You know, if we cared about the ingredients in the Food that we eat and the products that we use on our faces for beauty why shouldn't it be the same for our feminine care products that was their initial mission i love what they've done with the company and how they market themselves i just love everything about them so that is why i am proud to be sponsored by lola unlike other brands lola products are 100 natural and very easy to feel good about there's no bs no mystery fibers or doubts about exactly what is going in your body and plus they come in a very simple customizable subscription um, 
and they'll deliver exactly what you need when you need it so you never have to have anxiety about having what you need on hand also they have this new line called sex by lola which is a line of gynecologist approved sexual health and wellness products like lubricated condoms personal lubricant and cleansing wipes which are designed first and foremost for women which is life-changing a lot of those products were usually in the past designed with men in mind which doesn't make any sense to me at all but regardless i love lola's dedication to women putting us first and our needs first i love their line of women focused sex products that are actually formulated to deliver the sensation and reliability that we deserve without the unnecessary irritating additives so i love that about lola i love their whole service i love their tampons can you tell i love them i just love them so yeah of course i do have a deal for you guys tonight so for 30 percent off of your first month subscription with lola just visit my lola that's m as in mango y l o l a dot com and enter my code hello katie 30 that's hello k-a-t-y three zero when you subscribe and you'll get 30 percent off of your first month subscription with lola which is incredible it's a no-brainer. You got to sign up. And thank you to Lola for sponsoring this episode. All right. So carrying on, um, I just want to take a moment halfway through this episode to say that if you are dealing with any of the anxieties that I discussed earlier in the episode, you deserve a big fat gold medal. We all do because yeah like there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of trauma that comes along with liking someone as dramatic as that sounds it truly is like it it, you know it's the thing that like I mean I've seen my friends have very traumatic breakups recently like there's been a few where I just I have never seen them so sad and I it just it shakes you to your core anything that makes you cry like that you know it's one of those things where people say like oh you're being dramatic or Like, I don't get why you're so obsessed with talking about this. And I get that a lot just coming from being a YouTuber and talking about love and how I love love and I love talking about it and people don't get it. They think I'm just, I'm shallow and I, there's so many bigger things I could be talking about. But truly guys, I think people neglect or people look over, just completely disregard the fact that you know, getting to the point where you really do crack yourself open and are open and intimate with a person it's it's really huge and I don't think that anyone should ever discredit all that goes into being open with someone to the point where you are close to dating them or actually dating them because yeah I just whatever I just think everyone who deals with all this stuff and all these anxieties and all of these insecurities you deserve to know that it will all pay off someday because I've said this before every time things go south and things don't go well and he breaks your heart or just a number of things in ways things go go wrong it's you're teaching yourself you're seasoning yourself for when things will eventually go right and you know you've been through this so you know it just makes what is eventually coming that much sweeter going through all of these sour bits you know and so I just wanted to say that because I feel me talking about all these just anxieties in the way that I look at liking someone can kind of be traumatic to people especially when there's like old wounds that are being you know salted I guess at just the thought of all of these things so yeah I feel it's one of those things where it's kind of like it it does kind of alter your existence a little bit and I know I'm just being super dramatic in all the ways I'm describing this but I really hope that some of you are nodding your heads at this because you're feeling like oh you know what yeah because sometimes you know I'm not gonna lie when I'm talking to my friends about 
this guy that I'm dating or talking to or whatever and like how it's bothering me in this one way or I I'm just wondering if he cares about me or what does this text mean sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit too much I kind of feel that I'm bothering them or I feel that I'm crazy and that I should just be a little more chill because I have some friends that are so chill and relaxed with their boyfriends and their love lives and I'm just not chill at all to be honest I'm not I'm not not chill but I'm like I just I guess I care a lot because as I've said I'm like a self-proclaimed lover of love and I just I'm obsessed with it and all of its inner workings and yes that does set me up to be disappointed often but it's something I'm not going to give up on because I feel like it's I'd be letting the harshness of society and the world win and just the ugly bits of the world win if I give up my love for love and I hope that you feel the same way because wouldn't it be just so amazing to someday be with the right person and be able to say I never lost that you know gleam in my eye when I think about the person that you now are you know what I mean so that's how I feel it's like my take on loving love and whatever and what have you so if you ever feel that you're talking to your friends and you feel like you're too much and that you should stop talking about this and stop obsessing maybe you should get some new friends or maybe you should stop being in your being so in your head about it because to be quite honest with you my friends are great and they are not the problem it's me worrying about burdening them that's always how I've been like I have a really hard time asking for help and I truthfully don't do it often so you know unless I literally have no other way of solving the problem so that's just a me problem to be honest I have to start opening up more to my friends I think and less to just you guys who I love but still you know there's other people I should talk to but regardless that's a whole nother thing so Yeah, I also do want to talk about in this episode, I touched on this last week, I think, and some of you guys actually DM'd me about it specifically and were like, talk about that more. Um, My main insecurity or like a very big insecurity that I just have, I've had forever, but especially when it comes to dating is I get super insecure about my body. And when I start to like like someone and get to the point where it could become intimate and I could be like potentially naked with them, (laughs) you know, um, I get really nervous about it because I worry that and, you know, obviously this would be a huge reflection on that person and like that should probably deter me from either from either either. No, even that's what I was trying to say from even being with them to begin with but I worry that you know we'll be in such a good place and he will be super feeling it and I'll be super feeling it and then we'll hook up or like get to the point where I am not wearing clothes and he's like oh okay wasn't expecting that like I I always look at myself in the mirror before a shower or whenever and I'm like gosh like what would he think you know if that's just my main insecurity and it's heartbreaking because I just know when I'm with the right person they're not going to care or they're going to love what they see and I know that I know that I know that I tell myself that everyone tells me that but that does not mean I'm not going to obsess over it of course because I am human and I don't listen to anyone besides myself (laughs) and all my insecurities so yeah that's a big insecurity for me of course and the guy that I am talking with right now um has an incredibly like insane body and I'm like oh my god like clearly he cares about his physique so much that like he's gonna be like what the fuck why doesn't this girl have abs I'm gonna be like one of those girls (laughs) people I remember so 
in college, we had these away weekends where we'd go away, obviously with a fraternity to the mountains or to the beach or wherever. And it'd be like, you'd ride to house and you'd have a date and whatever. And I remember some girls at this one away weekend, it was like the dead of winter. And we were at this mountain house and these girls had taken bronzer and like chiseled abs on their stomachs. Like these girls are so fit anyway. I don't know why they did it. And they like chiseled these like fake abs onto their bodies, like with bronzer, which no shame if you do that. But then they got thrown into the pool (laughs) and their abs just mysteriously disappeared. And it was the funniest thing ever. Anyway, but that's going to be me (laughs) when I get to the point of being intimate with this guy, if I ever do, because he's probably going to listen to this podcast episode and be like, well, our next date is canceled because I heard all of your secrets and I heard all your anxieties and you're a crazy bitch. So, you know, but that's just the risk I take. That's the risk I take being a podcaster and helping hopefully you guys feel less alone in your insecurities because we're all, we're all in the same boat. It's just some people just don't talk about it as much as others or at all. So taking a quick break to introduce another one of tonight's sponsors. Tonight's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh, which is America's number one meal kit, where you can get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your front door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy, and that I have done. I love HelloFresh. I love how easy it is. You guys know how challenged I am in the kitchen, so I love that I can just open my front door. Well, truthfully, my doorman has it downstairs, and he gives it to me when I walk in the door, but once I bring it upstairs and open all the goodies and put them in my fridge, I get super excited because I'm just really unoriginal when it comes to food. I make the same thing over and over again, and I just need someone to literally put in my face a new recipe that I'm forced to make and I fall in love with it and so that is why HelloFresh is the friend that I need because they are putting recipes and things in my face that I need to make for myself and give myself nice meals to warm my stomach up in these winter months so I love HelloFresh they make cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of your comfort in the kitchen from step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients you have everything you need which is really really helpful for people like me who are challenged in the kitchen so it helps you to break out of your dinner rut because they have 20 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each week and there's something for everyone from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian there's so many options and you can also add extra meals to your weekly order as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough which sounds amazing right now i wish i had that like right now Um, So yeah, HelloFresh is amazing. You can easily customize and change your delivery days. Overall, they just make the process of cooking and loving food extremely easy. It's a no-brainer. I just absolutely love HelloFresh. I've gotten a lot of my friends hooked on it as well. And I, of course, have a special little deal for you guys. So for nine free meals, that's nine free meals. Like imagine how much you'd spend on nine free meals eating out. That's a lot of money. For nine free meals, just go to hellofresh.com slash hellokaty9. That's hello, K-A-T-Y-9. And use my code hellokaty9 for nine free meals with HelloFresh. It's a no-brainer. Try it out. Let me know what you think. And thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring another episode. Like, we can't help it. We were not taught this in school. We were taught about triangles and Pythagorean theorem and stupid stuff that I'm never going to use ever again, but we were not taught about, you know, the normal things of how to navigate the dating scene and how to not be crazy in a relationship and how to go on a date, go on a hinge date where you're seeing someone guy's photo and hoping that he looks the same in person and hope that he's not annoying and hope that you know, I don't know, you can make an escape to the bathroom. And I I feel like for me, the, the hardest part about hinge dating is 
because you're you know talking to this person and you're just like going on and on and like it's kind of like a job interview and you're like just droning on and on about things and you're listening to them talk and whatever and I just always I will always have anxiety about leaving to go to the bathroom like that is like my biggest anxiety on a date and so like I remember this one time I almost peed myself because I didn't like have the courage to tell this guy I'm sorry can you hold that thought he was talking my ear off and I was like I didn't have the courage to be like or I did but I just like couldn't even get a freaking word in to say hey can I go to the bathroom or like I'm gonna go to the bathroom hold that thought and then like have him sit there by himself like the thought of him sitting there by himself like probably texting all of his friends about how I don't know his many thoughts of me whatever like that that whole concept to me is just something they don't teach you on how to navigate that and how to feel how to say the hard stuff and how to do just literally anything important to be honest (laughs) so yeah it's natural that we're gonna have some anxieties we're gonna have some questions and then we're just labeled as the crazy girl that you know has all these questions and like has all these anxieties and is freaking out and overthinking whoops oh my god so funny someone just liked me on hinge as i said that i was like very on point um but you know what you're not crazy and I can justify that with the number. I've gotten so many people responding to my story just saying all of their anxieties that if a guy saw this, he'd probably pass out because, you know, but this is how we feel, okay? And so another one that I got that was actually really, really great, um, someone said, wondering what he's doing all the time and why he hasn't responded. Yeah, so, like, when you text someone or you Snapchat someone and, like, you can tell, like, hours have passed. They're definitely on their phone or they've even posted something. Like, that's the craziest shit when someone, like, posts a story or something and you're like, wait, you didn't respond to my text. Like, what the fuck are you actually doing? Like, why? And, yeah, that's – that is something that – it's, like, nails on the chalkboard for me. It's, like, it just really drives me nuts. Like, I'm – whatever. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. It's like, what could you possibly be doing with your time? Like that sends a pretty loud message to me that you're not interested because if you were, you'd be like excited, like your heart racing when you got a text from me. And like, that's how I feel when I like someone back. Like I'm not going to just update my story before responding to them. Like, yes, I'm going to, of course, give it like a healthy five minutes before I respond. So I don't seem like eager, but you know, I'm not going to like go out of my way to give it several hours I think that's actually crazy like that's like psychopathic so to be honest that sends me a message but I also feel that there's just like weird there needs to be like a very set in stone guide to how long you're supposed to wait to talk to someone because you know we have to all be aligned here I feel like guys girls we're not aligned we're all not on the same page and of course every person's different but I think we need to come together join forces and figure out you know what is an acceptable time period and like follow that and so we can expect that's just me though I feel like I'm like can you tell the moral of the story here is Katie needs to know exactly when things are going to arrive like I the future needs to arrive when I want it to like xyz events need to happen on this day because I say that it's going to happen on that day that is how I look at my life which is unrealistic because you know the future is is what it is 
it's coming we can't stop it we can't dictate it it just happens and so I'm just bad at that can you tell um but yeah no it's it's an anxiety a lot of us feel though because I know so a friend of mine went on this date and she had the most amazing time she said it's the best date she's ever been on like she was freaking out on the phone to me I I love this my friends call me very sex in the city-esque of like after a really good date or after a really bad date people just call me up and tell me about it and I love it I love being in the know and I love all the juicy details and I love being able to say like you know if you marry this person I will be able to say that I got the phone call after the date but regardless a friend of mine was talking to me about her the date that she went on that was like so amazing and out of this world and she was like so like do I text him after the date like do I text him now and say thank you like for the great time or like whatever and I'm like well did he ask you this is the conversation we had I was like did he initiate it or did you initiate it the date like did he ask you or or did he make the plan and she's like he made the plan like he said this restaurant this time and so we decided together that she should she should text him first because he made the plan so she should say hey like it was a great night whatever let's do it again sometime and then we wait. Then we wait to see what happens after that. He responded again, you know, after she said that, he said, like, no problem, like, it was a great night or something like that. And then the conversation was over and, and my friend was like, do I text again? And I'm like, nope, now you're going to go to bed, wake up, and then tomorrow you're going to text him. <laughs> we decided together. That was, like, our thing that we decided. And then, of course, she texts him and several hours go by and he does not respond and she's freaking out she's like oh my god he definitely slept on it slept on the night and realized he had a horrible time and all these anxieties were going through her head and she was like texting me all frantically during the day and then he texted her and said like hey sorry I was in a meeting and that's how it went (laughs) so guys truthfully yes we do drive ourselves crazy we become the worst versions of ourselves when we're going through a crush and when we like like someone but at the end of the day it's something that we all go through it's something that we all experience there's really no way to beat it you know because personally the way that I was choosing to beat that whole anxiety and stress was just eliminating it altogether and not even entertaining the thought of dating someone and just deciding that it wasn't for me because it was changing me and whatever but I think it's just the initial terror of going through a crush and then once you get to the other side of it things are ultimately sweet but you just have to like get there which is half the battle of course you know as we know but and this is a very strange parallel but I was just thinking about I was reading this book about Martha Washington who is George Washington's wife of course um and she had these like four kids from a previous marriage before she met George she was married to this other really rich guy and you know her story is actually really tragic I would do a whole episode on her story to be honest but I was reading about her and about how she had the four kids or something and only one of them survived past like the age of nine or something ridiculous I don't know the exact details but like in the olden days <laughs> you know it was improbable that your child would make it past a certain age and I know this is a very bizarre and kind of inappropriate parallel but I'm thinking about it like when you're dating someone or going on dates with someone kind of entertaining the idea of loving someone whatever going through that tough period it's like sometimes you're gonna make like you don't know if you're gonna make it through that period like the you know first nine years of life or so I think that it was like you know if, if a child makes it past a certain age it's like you're probably going to live to be 30 or so which is considered old in those times but I think the same could be said about a relationship or about a flirtationship or a situationship it's like once it gets to a certain point like you know you might make it to that point you're not really sure if it's going to last to that point but once you get over that hump things are great and it's expected to be fine and like the you know the relationship is going to live the child would live and like 
that's how I kind of see it. And I know I have very strange analogies. You know, I just, that's just me, I think, as a person. I have very strange parallels. I, like, see something, and I'm like, that reminds me of this completely unrelated, totally inappropriate thing that I should not discuss outside of my brain. But regardless, I think that, you know, we suffer. We go through the trauma of developing new crushes, and we push through because eventually it's going to be so sweet, and we have to remember that. Yes, you know, it's it's very true that we should not be accepting anything less than what we deserve. So I think that the first sign that things are just you're uncomfortable with something or you feel that they just don't respect you or a number of things like that, stop lying to yourself. Get the fuck out of there. I think a lot of us lie to ourselves and we're like, oh, you know, like he's liking other girls' bikini photos, but that's because they're friends and whatever. No, guys, like, you know when things are bothering you talk to him about it first of all you know if he doesn't change his ways or doesn't do things to your liking and to your comfort then get get the fuck out of there you're gonna find you're gonna find someone else I think that's the anxiety too people think that they're not gonna find someone else you're gonna find someone else there are so many there's like seven billion people on this planet you're gonna find someone else and yeah so I think that we put we put up with it you know the initial trauma and anxiety that surrounds crushes and liking someone because it will eventually be so great and when it is we won't have to worry about it we won't have to doubt that they care because it'll be so obvious and so painfully obvious that they care that we won't have to so those are my two cents I am sleepy it is like when I do these podcasts I get to the end and I'm like oh my god where's my bed I'm so tired because I give it all to you guys I give every last little juice I got someone is like screaming upstairs is there a game on or something like I don't know but yeah that's my cue to leave. Um, I love you guys. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, keep your chin up. I know things like this are tough, but like I said, we're all going to get to the other side eventually, and it's going to be so sweet. So I will talk to you guys all next week. Have a great rest of your week. Goodbye. Goodbye.